Hello and welcome to another weekly teaching from Vineyard Community Church, St. Louis. Um, so Adam and Megan, uh, so, so many of you will probably not know who they are, but Adam um, was here, part of our church uh, for like maybe five, six years, something like that. Uh, Someone four to five, yeah. Four to five years, yep. something like that, during college, mm-hmm. all throughout college. And yes, I did have a old picture of you that also Pastor David uh, found for us there. Um, I don't know, you, you, you look similar. I think back then maybe you didn't believe in haircuts. Is that true? Or was that a money did, thing? Or? Didn't believe and couldn't afford, couldn't afford are both. two different both. things. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So you believe that they existed. You just yes. did not have yes. money. Yeah, okay. Not a, hair, not a haircut truther. <laughs> that is... Okay, but you, but you do now. Uh, you're you're actually married and have three children and are apparently gainfully employed enough to be able to afford haircuts. So that is, that is excellent. Uh, she cuts my hair. Oh, I yeah. see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. You just right, right. I mean, that's kind of an expensive way, perhaps, to you know get at haircuts. But you know, but that's 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 all good. Um, but yeah. So you guys met. Uh, when I'm trying to, we met. Yeah, we met in 2009 first okay. uh, through InterVarsity. Through we were InterVarsity, at a similar yeah. training in Madison, Wisconsin, which is InterVarsity's headquarters. Yeah. And uh, then we got to know each other. We had some mutual friends, and we were on different staff teams with InterVarsity. But uh, we kind of got to know each other, and uh, yeah, we knew each other for about a year before we started dating. And yeah, two years later, married and. You just you had nine. You celebrated nine years, I think. Oh, we have right? ten years ten coming years, up in September. Ten years in September. That's yeah. Like I remember so, that. Yep. Time flies. Um, yeah, it does. It does. Um, and so, for those of you who don't know, InterVarsity um, is a campus ministry um, that's near and dear to my heart. I uh, I kind of grew up in it, um, so to speak. My my siblings were in it as well. I don't know if you knew that. Um, my brother was also uh, chapter president back in the day. I'm just hearing that you had siblings. I had siblings, yeah. <laughs> This is so, uh, this is. <laughs> I do, as it turns out, yeah. Um, yeah, and um, we, yeah, we, I loved university and college. It was really a big part of my own uh, spiritual formation and especially uh, my leadership development and just lots of things, lots of friends, great times. Um, so, so, yeah, so you were there at WashU. Go Bears. Uh, as well. And, um, and where did you go to school, Megan? I went to school in Minnesota, in Mankato. In, in Min- Mankato, Minnesota. Yep. All right. So, so does anyone know where that is? I'm just curious. Manca- Mankato, no? nothing, Minnesota? Nothing at all. You should go. It's, it's great. It's, it's a nice. beautiful place. Is that more north or south, just generally? North. North. Way north. Oh, in Minnesota? Not the state. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's I do a, know. It's yeah. an hour and a half southwest of the Twin Cities. Of the tw- okay, so, okay, okay. Yep. So it's more south. Excellent. Yeah, more south. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, you know, usually people don't know where Omaha is where we live. It's so true. Like, it's true. Explaining the general people state. don't know where Missouri is sometimes, right? So it's uh, yeah, we're, we're used to that too. It's all good. Um, but yeah, so you are both full-time staff or full-time, maybe part-time? I'm sorry. I'm part-time. You're part-time, yep. right? But you've been on staff with InterVarsity um, for a, a good while now, right? Yeah, this is, I'm finishing up year 15 and... Wow. Yeah. And 13 for yeah. me. So how did you decide, how did you guys decide to um, become staff with InterVarsity? 
Yes, I can explain that. So I was involved with the InterVarsity chapter in Mankato as well, and that was a place where I grew a ton spiritually. And actually, I spent a few summers in St. Louis um, to do... There used to be an urban project called City Lights, and so we worked there and just grew and learned about God's heart for justice and people and um, in one of those summers, I was with a lot of international students who are also interns like me, and it made me think about, okay, where are the nations on my campus? And we actually had a lot of international students on my campus, and so I started becoming friends with international students, really loved learning about different cultures, and so when someone invited me to start a Bible study with international students, I did, and I loved it, and so... When I was considering what to do after college, I was praying about it, different options, was thinking about doing Teach for America, was thinking about going on to grad school, but I really felt God call me clearly into international student ministry to raise up a generation that would go all over the world and be world leaders when they go back home. So That's incredible. So you work, so you work, yeah, yeah. So you work with students who come from all over the place. Right, like, yeah. yeah. From all over the world and all different backgrounds, all different cultural backgrounds as well as religious backgrounds. And, um, and so if I remember right, you spent a, a bunch of years kind of on different campuses and working you know, as a staff worker in those campuses trying to develop chapters. Um, and then, but then now you're doing something a little different than that, right? Yeah, so now I'm the regional coordinator for international student ministry. So basically I coach and I train staff and student leaders who are desiring to reach out to international students and partner with them on campuses across Iowa, Kansas, Nebraska, and Missouri. That's awesome. Yeah. So cool. Adam? She's very important. She is very important. She does a lot of things. Yeah. And she gives you haircuts. Yeah. Also, also, also important. This one I didn't give him. Yeah. (laughs) Had to get a professional one before we came to (laughs) St. Louis. Excellent, excellent. Uh, yeah, I was part of an university chapter at WashU, Go Bears, and uh, we were, I was part of the exec team. Uh, the trajectory for my life was pretty simple. It was go to law school, work in a congressional office, eventually run for Congress myself, and I'm old enough to be president now, so that, that was kind of, yeah. that, that was the basic trajectory um, of, of were where things were going to go. president right at 35, or I mean, was it, that? You know, as the Lord leads, yeah, uh, I, I mean, suppose, would be where that, where that goes, <laughs> yeah. right? right. Uh, so that was the, that was the trajectory, and uh, Easter morning of my, well, my, my staff uh, at the time had said, hey, I want you to consider doing, like, joining staff with university. We think you have some gifting there. It might be a fun thing for you to do. Uh, and the my junior year, Easter morning, one of the freshmen who was part of our chapter uh, just didn't wake up. Just died, random illness. We're still not entirely, nobody's entirely sure of what it was. And uh, I spent the entire day since I was part of the exec team with the rest of the exec team. We were trying to figure out how do you care for the students who are in our chapter? How do you care for the students who were like friends of his that weren't part of our group? How do we you know, kind of coordinate these, these different things? Uh, and I remember really clearly that there was just kind of a moment of clarity 
where I got to stop and pause for a second, and uh, God said, spoke really clearly to me, said, hey, this is what I need you to do. Like, taking care of college students and showing them Jesus uh, is what you're going to be doing for the next season of your life. Um, I did not know that the season of my life was going to be 15 <laughs> years and counting, right, uh, right. but you just take one step, and uh, I tell people that I'm going to keep doing this until uh, I'm not having fun or I'm not good at my job anymore, and both of those things appear to be I'm still having fun as at least. As, yeah, yeah. So right. we're, that, that's, well, that's where that story's been. You, you, you also um, were on campus for many years directly with students, right? But yeah. But you were also not. Yeah. So I spent a decade at the University of Missouri uh, doing uh, planting chapters there and also mid-Missouri, Columbia College, Lincoln University, doing that kind of mid-Missouri thing. And now uh, I'm a regional coordinator. Like Megan, uh, my area is we call ministry partnership development, which is basically making sure that all of our staff have the funding and all the resources that they need in order to do their jobs well. Uh, there's uh, a passage in the Bible where Jesus says that the workers are worth their wages, and uh, something I take pretty seriously, so help, <laughs> helping to make sure that the workers get the wages that they need in order to do the good work on campus. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and we, you know, we've, we've been partnering with Adam and Megan for a long time, and um, both as a church and also uh, some of us personally, and it's been really a great honor to be able to just see how the Lord has, you know, steered your lives and just made such an impact on these campuses and um and this is not this is not at all like you know they're not here to raise money or anything they're here strictly just because um they're our friends and they they happen to be in town and this was a fun thing to do um but i won't i won't pass up the opportunity to say um if you're interested in partnering with them um that uh <laughs> that we can that we can help you do that definitely and and like i said we we do that as well just through your your giving um through the church as well so. and if nothing else if you get on we have a monthly update that we send which includes bonus photos of the children it does so which is really the main purpose right, of yeah. the letters I've noticed, for, for some so. it is if you, you would be surprised <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep for sure um yeah, so, so one of the things that I kind of see in your journey is this, just as you follow Jesus, is this kind of expanding levels of responsibility. Um, you know, part of that is just life stage and your family, and, you know, you had one kid, and then that turned into two, and then three, and, um, and there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot going on, but, uh, but also just in your, in your work and in your, um, your paid ministry, but then also we've had some discussions about, you know, you're both elders in your church as well. Um, and so that's an increasing level of responsibility there. And, um, and so, I don't know, just for, for me and I think maybe for some others out here, um, you know, that, that always uh, comes with kind of a mixed, there's a mixed bag in there, right, when there's um, the Lord kind of brings you to more places of more responsibility. Uh, but tell us a little bit about that for you. How, how's that journey been as you've continued to grow? Yeah, so I don't know about you guys, but the past few years have been a little bit hard, right? A little, little bit hard. Yeah, yeah just a little bit. Um, and so we've seen a lot of losses, right, through the past few years. I think probably all of us um, might relate to that in different ways. So we've experienced that both um, to see a lot of, we've seen a lot of transitions, both in campus ministry, as uh, people were pulled off campus, right, where students were meeting virtually, as well as in church life with, um, for us, we changed locations, and then also just went through all of those normal um, things that happened with COVID. 
And so for me, I have the type of personality where I like to really control or hold on tightly to things. And so I think what I've been learning more recently and as someone shared about their own experience in entering into a new responsibility of thankfully it's because it's a big task, they don't have to be worried because they're just called to be faithful. And that was something that stuck out to me because we really can't control the results of what happens, you know, whether there's a lot of people involved or um, not very many, but God is working in throughout that. So throughout staff life, a scripture that's been really important to me is Psalm 127, and I forgot to bring up my phone to pull it up, but essentially, unless the Lord builds it, right, the laborers labor in vain, and the Lord provides sleep uh, for those he loves. Um, and we see that all That's throughout scripture, yeah. right? What? <laughs> That's a good verse. Yes, I'm thankful for that as a mom of three as well, that um, he will give rest in that. But he does the work, and we're just called to be faithful. And that's something that's really helpful because it can be easy to just look at what's happening and determine whether we did the right things, right? The same if yeah. things are all going great, it can be easy to say, yeah, I built this, right? But it's actually Jesus that builds it. And yeah, we're just called to a, be faithful. Yeah, that's such a good point. Especially like you're saying in, in, in seasons where things... Um, you, you really don't know what you should be expecting in terms of like an outcome or, you know, maybe, maybe sometimes you have some idea if I do this, then this happens. But a lot of times that's not true. And certainly we've experienced that a lot. So yeah, faithfulness to what the Lord calls. That's really good. Adam. Yeah, I had a supervisor uh, a long, long time ago tell me that uh, the, the key to life is, you know, we, we can talk about like balance all the time, and but balance is not actually giving everything equal time. It's giving each thing the time that it deserves. Mm -hmm. And so I've been trying to like live into that. And so as we have more kids, well, each kid deserves more time, which means that if I'm not getting every piece of work done, or if I'm not, I'm honestly the thing that's that's um, probably suffered the most has been my watching of live sports. <laughs> and it just doesn't deserve as much time as it does because there are like other things that need to um, that need that they need to happen. So I think that's been trying to like live in that moment of like discernment and saying like how much time does this actually uh, deserve? And of course, you always make mistakes and um, uh, those those sorts of things. But I think a lot of what that work has been has been also as I'm taking on new roles and new responsibilities. It's well, do you like stack things on top, or do you actually have to let some other things go because they just no longer are the right thing for you to be doing at that time? And it's, it's hard. I think one of the things that's in, in our line of, of work when you're talking about ministry is that it's, it's, it's people. Yeah. And so as you're dealing with people, and it's not necessarily a, an end date, there is, like graduation is sort of the end date, but you want to see people who graduate and then like go on to be uh, productive and, well, uh, pe not just productive, people who love Jesus beyond yeah. their, their years in college. And that means that they're plugged into a local church. It means that they're participating in uh, service and in following Jesus all those ways. And like, you just don't know what those things are going to be. Uh, it's different than there are other jobs where there's like, input equals output. Yeah. And there's just like, I, I put in my uh, eight hours and I built X number of widgets and like I can leave that at home. And like that's, that, that's fulfilling work as well for what it is, but just we don't get to do that. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it makes it a little bit tougher then to be able to let go, just like what Megan was saying and saying, look, I 
you've you done what you can and you leave the rest of it up to Jesus. And uh, sometimes it works out really well, and other times you just it it doesn't. And you can <laughs> and sec- you, you can second guess all day, but ultimately, yeah, you just gotta continue to be faithful to uh, giving each thing the time that it deserves, and that includes worry. And well, but you're <laughs> and but you were also saying um, like it takes that discernment process and. Um, and so really kind of staying close to Jesus and trying to hear like how he's steering you is, uh, is a huge thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that's actually yeah. something that I, I would say. So I started coming to Vineyard pretty much like f- freshman year. And at the time, I mean, there were two reasons that I showed up here. One is because there were rides from Washu and because there were bagels and donuts yeah. for breakfast. There you go. And so that, that's, what, that's what brought me here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was, it was, uh, Pastor Dave and his ability, I think one of the things I've always appreciated about this church is that there's an openness to the Holy Spirit and yeah. being able to listen to the Holy Spirit and just being able to like follow that, that lead. And so that was something that I learned here and is something that has been really helpful to me as I've been doing ministry is like just to take a breath and say, okay, Jesus, what do you, you know? What are, you, what are you doing right now? Uh, Holy Spirit, what are you saying in the moment? And then you kind of go forward uh, with that in faith. That that's, um, so that's something that, that I definitely learned here, and I'm very appreciative to Pastor Dave and uh, <laughs> you and whatnot. And apparently, I'm still the only person who's allowed to call him Pastor Dave. Is that right? Uh, you know, allowed is just such a, you know, sure, interesting fair. term. Right, yeah. Know? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we like to, we, we have a casual relationship with our, our pastor. So yeah, I, I do not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, that's awesome. Um, so actually one of the, so one of the things that, and, and, and we're doing great, by the way, um, we, we, I, I told these guys, I was like, well, I've done enough of these interview things that sometimes time just like completely evaporates. And I actually had a moment of panic a little bit ago where I miscalculated my time. And I was like, wait, are we already behind? You know, because I'm just like low level panic, you know, just constantly there. But we're actually doing great. Um, so I'm, I, I wanted to ask you um, a little bit about, and this is originally why I, I felt like maybe the Lord wanted us to, to talk this morning was, you know, this is like a, a different world now for young people in particular, right? And so, you know, and we use that, we can use that term young person. Um, I don't know. You can apply whatever age group you want to that. If you're, if you're 55 and you still want to say you're a young person, you know, go for it. That's great. Um, but we'll use that term generically. It's a different world than um, what at least we, even what we grew up with. And, and I still consider myself a young person, right? Um, but it's a different world for high schoolers and college students right now. Um, I guess what is it like to follow Jesus in this world that, uh, that young people find themselves in? Um, uh, maybe just in general, maybe in contrast to, to maybe, you know, what we were used to, but um, can you give us any insight into that? Yeah, I mean, we're still trying to really learn about this new generation, Gen Z, yeah. right? Um, but I think some of the things that we've been learning in that, even as uh, recently we had a conference, and something that was really helpful in getting students to come to the conference was seeing the schedule, knowing what to expect. And I think part of that is because uh, there's so many opportunities to like potentially fail at something or be seen as not doing the right thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I think expectations, knowing what is coming, 
um, and what they need to do has been something that I've seen of like um, giving instruction in that. Whereas I think for my generation and I'm a millennial, you know, when I was a college student, it was a, I enjoyed a lot of freedom to just go and try out different things, right? And one thing that we're noticing about this generation is they want more clear instructions about how to do something well. Um, because anything can be seen on the internet, right? If you like say the yeah. wrong thing yeah. or do the wrong thing. Yeah. So I've seen that as well as just, um, again, technology, right, is a big piece of it. So something that we've been thinking about is how do you disciple students in this generation where everything is technology. And what I've noticed is that students really still want in-person connection, right? Yeah. If, um, so at the conference we had, we've had the most that we have ever had. You just had an international student yeah, conference. Yeah, an international right? yeah. student conference. And there's just a hunger to actually be together, mm. um, which I think is different than what we've thought of this generation, which is just that you are on your phones texting each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But there's still a value to be with each other and that community. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's really good. And, you know, and we've got, we've got some of our younger folks here around. I mean, is there anything, I don't know, anything that you'd want to say to them as they're, um, as they're trying to follow Jesus as well? We're glad you're here. Amen. So we I, are. There, there's one. Um, I would say a, a, a few things. One is if we're just as a, as a shameless plug, that uh, uh, InterVarsity does a global missions conference called Urbana, and that'll be happening this year. It'll be in Indianapolis this year. And oh, so it for, is. I didn't know that. Yes. Wow. It was supposed to be in St. Louis. In St. Louis, but yeah. because of the pandemic, they moved it back a year, okay. and the schedule doesn't work out there. It's possible we got moved for a dog show. Or... <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not saying right. that's exactly what happened. I'm just saying but like the America Center was when, booked, when, <laughs> and so there were things that there were right. things that happened. So um, when I see that in December, I will, right? You'll know. I yeah, you'll know you'll you'll know what happened why. there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so for anybody who's college age students, if you have uh, maybe people who you uh, work with or family members, or if you're a young person yourself and you're in that college age, we would love to see you at Urbana. I think we both had uh, transformative experiences at Urbana. It's you and 10,000 of your closest friends uh, learning about a global God and what does it mean to follow a global God. Uh, yeah, I think the just to reiterate what, what Megan was, was saying, there is a, a sense of the same things that all of us have always been looking for, a sense of purpose and a sense of connection and a sense of joy in life, those things are always yeah. there. Those haven't changed uh, depending on the generation. It's just a matter of how do you access those things. And so when you think about like technology and what's available now, they're just different avenues for uh, for doing that. We had a, a former coworker of ours, he just left staff, and he decided that he was going to be doing uh, TikTok gospel presentations. Awesome. And he was just going to, like, one minute, and he's just going to keep going, and he, uh, he ended up having, like, thousands and thousands of followers. I think something close to, like, 25, maybe 3,000 people, uh, people, at least via TikTok, gave their lives to Jesus wow. through it. And it's like, it's, again, it's That's the awesome. same sort of thing. It's a search for purpose. It's a yeah. search for meaning. It's a search for uh, joy and happiness, but they're just using a different yeah. avenue. Uh, so it's not that any of these, it's not that social media is the enemy. It's not that any of these, sure the new technologies, that? I'm, I'm positive. 
that they are not the enemy in of themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's what are these things being used to access? And I think everyone's looking for a sense of purpose and a sense of belonging and a sense of joy. And so it's like, well, yeah. what does it look like as the body of Christ then to say we're not going to just like throw those things away, um, but to say like we need to be speaking that same the, speaking the language of the hearer. Um, in the same way that Jesus did. He's using uh, analogies, like farming analogies and you know, fishing analogies and those sorts of things because he's speaking the language of the people who he's talking to, and we need to be a willing to do the same thing and enter into those, into those places because, again, people are all looking for the same thing. I love that. Yeah, go ahead. I would just say one more thing to like what I would say to this generation is I think we have a lot to learn from you. Yeah. You know, I really value and appreciate that this generation really cares and has empathy and cares about what is right, yeah. right? Like they, they long for a better world. And I yeah. think Jesus longed for that too, yeah. right? Which is why he came to earth um, and why he rose again from the dead and is making all things new and will make all things new um, eventually. So I think that's just something that I would say of like, we have a lot to learn from you. Um, other generations do and uh, can, can grow and learn from that sense of empathy. Um, I think people see Jesus through that, of that deep care, yeah. especially for the marginalized. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. No, that's, I think that's right on. And, you know, one of the things that, I, I mean, we didn't, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but, um, you know, one of the things that we feel in our church, like God has really been pressing on us more and more, is um, how, to, how to have integration between you know, all, all generations, like even from our little kids and all the way up through our youth and um, our young adults, and just that, that we're all really kind of feeling not siloed out and, you know, split apart, but, um, but that we're actually able to learn from one another and disciple each other and all that. So it's really cool to hear you guys say that because that, that definitely taps into what we feel like God's been doing. So um, awesome. Uh, let me just maybe wrap up a little bit. Um, it is it is a baptism Sunday here, and um, you know it's representative of just God moving in people's lives. And maybe you can just tell us some stories about um, what God has been doing in um, in some people's lives around you, and just encourage us that way. Yeah. Uh, so one of the one of the things that we do as uh, our regional leadership teams, like our, our staff team that kind of sets direction and whatnot. We'll have meetings in various places. And so in January, we had meetings in Omaha. And one of the things that is our goal with InterVarsity is partnering with um, other campus organizations like Crew and NAVS and whatnot. We, we want to see uh, a campus presence or a campus ministry presence on every campus um, across the United States. So they're in uh, campuses with at least 1,000 students our colleges with at least 1,000 students, there are about, there are about 2,500 of them uh, in the United States. And so our goal is to have some sort of campus presence, whether it be a church group, whether it be crew, NAVS, university, whatever, um, on every one of those campuses. And so we spent some time praying on one of the campuses in Omaha that is that doesn't have one, a known, called a no-known. We have no-known um, presence there. And so we were uh, prayer walking at Bellevue University, uh, Bellevue Bruins, in case anyone okay. would. <laughs> All right. There, yeah, that'll work. That'll, that'll work. Uh, yeah, and so we were there, and we were uh, walking, doing a prayer, work, a prayer walk, and Megan recognizes that once there's someone who's walking by. He's like, hey, doesn't he go to church with us? 
And it's like, oh, yeah, it is. And so we're having a conversation with him. He's the women's basketball, one of the women's basketball coaches. Mm. And so then the next week, he says, uh, so he asks us what we're doing. We say, hey, we're here on campus. We're just praying, seeing where God's moving, uh, God's leading. And uh, he texts me later and says, uh, I have a woman here who's been trying for the past like, few years to get a Bible study started. Would you like to meet with her? Uh, and so I met with her, and she turns out that she's a senior. She's graduating. She's on her way out. But she said, oh, I'm going to get you in contact with a few of my other friends who are um, interested in a meeting and starting a Bible study. And so over the course, I mean, it was pretty quick going. And that was just this January. And then they finished the semester. They ended up with... um, I think it was about a dozen, maybe 15 students over three different um, sports teams cool. meeting together for, uh, for Bible study. And uh, one, of the, one of the last meetings, one of the strength coaches uh, for the university shared his testimony. And we find out that like, he's been, the reason he took the job was because he wanted to um, share the gospel with the students, but had never received an opportunity to do so, wow. or never saw he had an opportunity to do so, but this invitation allowed him to kind of open up and do that. And so we've already seen one, uh, one basketball player uh, make a recommitment to faith there. And so that's been just a fun thing to see that um, when you go and you ask, again, the Holy Spirit, like, what are you doing on a particular campus? Like, yeah. Things are moving, and you just say yes, and you just say yes, and you just say yes, and the next thing, you know, who knows what's going to happen from here, but yeah. um, that's been a fun way to spend the semester, for sure. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, Megan? Yeah, so we recently had that uh, international student conference that we shared about earlier, and we had uh, 57 students come from 25 different countries, wow. so that was just fun to get to be together with people from all over the place, but one of the things that I love about that conference is that we wanted to be a place where no matter your background, um, that you can come and explore who Jesus is, and so through small group Bible study as well as through teaching in the evenings. And uh, it was amazing to see just how far students came in just those short four days. So we did see one student from South Korea come to faith for the first time, and he was just really curious throughout the week. I think each night he went up for um, prayer ministry and to talk to someone and was just like, wanted them to tell him about the gospel. Like, can you just tell me how you follow Jesus? Yeah. You know? And so I was like, sure, that's the best kind of question, right? <laughs> sure, we can answer that. Yeah. <laughs> we can answer that. Um, and so by the last night, he was like, yeah, I, wa- I want to follow Jesus. Mm. And uh, um, it was amazing to see how his transformation throughout the week. He said he came in like not a social person, which we all didn't believe because he was just so ready to engage with everyone. And then we had a few other students that decided to um, recommit their lives to Jesus. Essentially, the past few years, they had walked away and um, had just kind of gotten lost in other things. And, uh, you know, again, came up for prayer ministry and were like, I want to follow Jesus again. Can you pray for me (laughs) so that I can do that? Um, So one student from Nepal and another from Ivory Coast. Wow. So it was just amazing to see um, students actually say yes, but also it's just as important those that maybe haven't um, said yes to following Jesus but are really open and are looking for answers to their deepest questions. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and you've had students doing that from all over the place too. Yes, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, and that's just a... That's just such a formative time for them, right? They're looking for answers um, right there, and to have 
that presence, that opportunity, you know, for whether it's a sports team or whether it's an international ministry, that's, uh, yeah, or, or whatever other group. Um, it's hugely important work, and we are grateful that you guys are doing that. Uh, we're grateful for your friendship and just for um, coming and being part of our service this morning. So, um, yeah, let's give them a big round of applause. Yeah.